up, everybody? We got a uh, a new show here. I think is what we're gonna call it. I got Sharon from Black Jabed Wolf. I, I'm I'm teasing names for you know for this little thing, and we'll tell you why. I, I'm calling this one kind of like the pilot episode. I'm calling it Black Jaded Wolf Uncaged. Oh, I like that one. You know, before I kick it over to Sharon, start asking some questions. You know, the the idea for this is. Um, you know, to start bringing shows and what goes on at shows, the behind the scene for shows to the folks who are out there listening, a different kind of content, right? You know, we, we, we talk about the market, we talk about cards, we talk about what's going on. We're going to touch on all that too. But, you know, Sharon happens to go with her team to a lot of shows, a lot of shows. And <laughs> like she's like Lou Gehrig right now with so many streaks of how many shows in a row per weekend. We, we'll get to that too. You're not allowed to take any time mm-hmm. off, especially if you're doing a show. You have to have stuff else to talk about. Oh my God, now the pressure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, the thought being, you know, hey, we can come on here, you know, a couple times a month and talk about, hey, you know, in the last two weeks, what shows did you go to? What did you see at those shows? How was the deal flow? You know, what would you improve if you could improve? What did you like? What did you not? All that fun stuff. And then also mm-hmm. look forward at some of the shows you might be going to in the next couple of weeks. And then what well, would get fun? Well, we're looking forward to Chantilly in a week. This is what I'd like to see. And then we'll come on in a couple weeks and be like, hey, at Chantilly, I saw everything I wanted and more, you know? So it'll be yep. fun. Mm-hmm. Interesting stuff. So we'll go with that and we'll uh, we'll just start it off with so the last couple weeks, what shows have you been to? Uh three straight weekend. <laughs> Vegas, literally coming back from the summit Wednesday, straight head into Comic Con Thursday. Uh and then after that, I didn't take a single day break and start prepping for uh this weekend, basically the Long Island Hofstra show. And back to the office again. <laughs> so I'll ask just right off the bat, because this is probably what people are thinking, just because we don't get exposure to it, is is there a different vibe at Comic-Con than there is at the card shows? Or do any card shows kind of match the vibe? Talk to me about the difference between those two types of shows. So it's my first time setting up. I've been walking around, you know, Comic-Con, but this is my first time setting up. Uh, I feel like there's a lot more true collector. They're not buying for investment. Okay. I literally put up like, two, three showcase of non-sport and uh, Pokemon, mm-hmm. they buy it. They're not even checking comps. Uh, they're basically, oh, that's such a cool card. You don't see them often. Okay. They buy it. Yeah. They might ask like, oh, let's say the price tag is uh, 850 Can you do 825 Done. Wow. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Yeah. So no, no, no card ladder, no card header, nobody walking no. around, you know, prices. No. And this is like they're modern to... Pokemon, different Pokemon, just they're just out there buying. Yeah. Old and new, you know. So I noticed too, not a lot of grading. Okay. So basically, I'm like, a lot of people said, uh, oh, wow, you're like the only booth I've seen that has graded Pokemon. So if oh. I'm going to spend... $20 on this card and yours is already graded for $35. I would rather buy yours. Okay. I mean, so, so I mean, maybe there's some room for some grading in, in, you know, although I guess only if it's only if it's going <laughs> to add a little bit to the price, they don't really want to pay a huge premium for the grading. But I mean, you know, do you think part of that has to do with the fact that like Comic-Con New York, I mean, they have a couple, there's one out in San Diego, which is a big one that those are like, this is a destination for somebody that's like the yep. national, right? So they're more yep. willing to spend money as the experience. Like they're going to go home. They'll show pictures to their friends that they dressed up as X, you know, for a day, you know, people really get into it. They wear costumes, they like cosplay. And then it's all right. And I bought this card. I think that has something to do with it or it's just that collector base 
it's been around a little longer? It's, it's, it's the experience. Okay. So that's one thing I've been telling to a sports card show promoter too. You, you want to make it as an experience for them, you know. So I did it because the boot is very expensive. I'm going to be honest with you. It's $3,000 okay. for the boot. No show, no card show is anywhere close to that. Most of them, I mean, nationals is like sixteen hundred, you know, for the so it's even twice as much as national. Yes, and it's not even a big boot; it's literally one table. So, but it's it's the experience. I, I kind of have a funny story actually. So this guy's walking up, you know, with his head down and like, oh, card, cards, you know. He looked up, <laughs> and guess what? He's like, oh my god, it's you guys, and it was uh Josh, Josh Luber. Oh, there you go. See that? He's like, it's so funny. The only card that I saw in the in the show, and it's you guys. So he was like, "That's." So we took a little picture. You know, I haven't posted it yet. I like to take my time on those things. You know, and sometimes I don't even post it. It's just for myself. You know, and stuff like that. But it was a. We caught up a little, and then we chat. You know. So he likes those type of thing. It's it's like a collective thing, you know. There's like tons of rappers there, artists. So I did it to support a lot of my artist friends, you know. So it, it's just a different experience. It's a fun experience. That well, you can that's just see the, behind you, right? I mean, we see the you know, look at those like vinyls. You got all kinds of like yeah. you know, little, little like you know statues, little figures. Oh, you ever seen this stuff. side of it? This side is uh literally a whole wall of just toys. Look at that. <laughs> So I mean, you yeah. know, you're, you have that overlap between the cards, the kind of the culture, and the comic card, yeah. vibe, right? Um, so I mean, I mean, it's a great point. It's a great lead-in, right? So you were at a couple of shows. Um, you know, they don't make it an experience. I mean, what what would be something like a low-hanging fruit, something easy that, like, from the sports world? I mean, if you want, I can dress up like mm -hmm. Honus Wagner and walk around <laughs> the show. I mean, I could do that. Does that mean like a little cosplay, Honus Wagner? No, no, it's not that. <laughs> it's just more like you want. It's not, I don't want it to just all about value, you know? It's like you want some true collector that, oh, I remember this card. I was buying it with my dad years ago. And, you know, let's say they made a reprint about it. It's not, it's not expensive, but it's nostalgia, you know? It brings back memory. You have a certain childhood attachment or any sort of attachment. I know it might be a lot to ask, but I know our market has become so numbers it's all about numbers you know yeah. every kid it's like like you know i did half story this weekend mm -hmm. i mean every kid has their phone you know and i don't mind and so my mindset is so different in those type of shows yep. this kid is such a good kid sometimes i i, I meet rude kids sometimes <laughs> i meet really nice kids this kid was so nice behaved stood there waited you know I, I'm, I'm very busy in shows and yeah. he just stood there and waited and you know it's like oh i saw you in a, a video you know i want to ask you some questions you know I, it just happened that i don't have anything that he needed but i told him walk around advise him what to look for you know? and I, I feel like he walked around and i told him he wanted this kyler murray card right contender i said it might be a good investment you know but you you gotta project the kid and you know do a little research and the dealer was asking like eleven hundred dollars like that's the bottom i could check and he said in his phone he's like he couldn't find it and obviously i told card ladder i said there's other options to use you know and stuff like that ebay obviously and we i helped him out and the card is literally like five six hundred dollars right and you know i you could go to my booth. It's like sometimes we we try to stay calm unless I pay too much for it, you know, right, and I yeah, tell yeah. you, honestly, I can't. 
So, but you know, I told him if you if if you really like the kid, pay what they're going for, you know, or pay a little bit more, right. you know, just a little, you know. But it's it's got to be fun for the kid. Now the kid is hesitant to walk around. Right. Yeah. No. So I mean, is that part of an experience for a kid? I mean, it's funny as you were talking. I remember going to shows as a teenager with my dad, his early nineties mm -hmm. tops put a, a product out called archives. They still do it, but the first ever archives was just basically a reprint 1953 yep. tops. And I remember buying it with my father and opening it. And it was like, I was like, wow, this is cool. I got a Willie Mays. Yeah. And he was like, well, look at this, you know, like they, they, you know, look out here. Dodgers I used to root for and look at this card and I, mean, yeah. I, think I still have some of them. I don't think they're worth anything, but that was a cool, like, Oh, I remember doing that. I remember yes. Like, going to that and yeah. you remembered opening the packs up as a kid in the 50s so yeah I, I remember that kind of a thing i mean how much of it is you know to, to have an experience nostalgia to kind of bring some fun and not just you know comps and data computers and business how much of it is on the dealers themselves how much is it on the people who put on the shows how much is it on the you know the the manufacturers the companies you know to put out a project that draws in nostalgia fun and stuff i mean is it an equal split should they all be working together I think it's an equal split, but I also think it's it's the dealers. The dealers is to me are like the teachers, you know. If you if they come to you and all you do is literally come to your booth and you're looking at your phone, what's their work, you know? Mm -hmm. That's what the kid's gonna be, you know, copying. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, but I've seen some stuff like a Mama Breaks does like a like mm -hmm. a like a hunt. You know, they do like a car mm -hmm. hunt with like bags and stuff like that. Like maybe you know, shows should do like to bring in more kids it's almost a reg hunt like at every yeah exactly that was cool i saw uh, what uh union union market did yeah. some hunt to this week yeah. you know i think you know it's it's fun for kids there were some kids this weekend that he started with like a dollar you know all those challenges yeah, you yeah. know lot, and there's a lot of generous dealers this kid literally started with a dollar and he has a stack of cards yesterday you know yeah, yeah I mean, so, listen, for the kids, that's nice. I mean, what I'm dealing with, I have, you know, my son, you you guys are always yeah. nice to him too, but mm -hmm. now he just wants to buy Pokemon because it's shiny. I'm exactly. Like, right. You know, so, <laughs> yeah, i buy some Pokemon. Well, what are we looking for? I don't know. This one is yeah, nice. Exactly. You know, I don't know. You know, like, but yeah. but yeah. I can buy him a Pokemon box for 100 bucks or 60 bucks or, you know, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So, for me, I'm like, I don't even care if he's not getting Justin Herbert in his Pokemon box because exactly whatever, it doesn't hurt the wallet that much, you know? As long as or we could do a balance of it, you know? You could buy a Pokemon and he, if he likes sports too, as a father, as a mother, you know, you could say, oh, maybe let's open, if you have a daughter, let's open some WNBA packs, you know? Yeah. It's a combination. He brought a little a friend of his, a girl who was there, and we bought a box of um, WWE uh, women's division. Mm -hmm. She watches wrestling, women's wrestling, and we found the box. It's just women's wrestlers, and she loved it. She's like, "Oh, Alexa Bliss, and look at this autograph I got, and this has a piece of the ring. This has a yeah. piece of the ring. Oh, look at this. this is so cool." So yeah, I mean, it's you know different strokes of different. Even that box, I think I paid sixty nine dollars for that box. Just you know, <laughs> like, hey, thanks for coming. You know, open up something you think is fun. Um, yeah, exactly. It's, I mean, listen, it, it's, um, I'll tell you one thing, and maybe it was just our fault because we, you know, we didn't want to buy a picture. We want to try to buy a card. Um, I didn't even see you. We walked around for like four hours on Saturday. I don't know. You must have been in like the middle somewhere. We must have passed. I am in the one. middle. I was like, I, I, when I set up, I always like to be in the middle. You yeah. know, people like to be on the edge and by the entrance, I like to be in the middle. And that's funny. I was exactly in the same spot I saw you a while back. I, I don't yeah, know how I, I missed you. Found you. We I was like waiting for Ian. You know what it is? You don't have value boxes. And my eye was on value box. I'll tell you why. We, you know, they, they give a, a little pack. 
when you get mm-hmm. admission, they give you like a like a show pack and it's yep. just, you mm-hmm. know, random stuff in it. And Ian got one and his friend got one. And they say, Open oh. it here because if you win, you know, you can get a free autograph. And his friend oh. got a free autograph. And it was Billy Wagner, a pitcher, you know, he was on the oh, Mets okay. for a while. Yeah. We spent mm-hmm. probably a good hour looking through Mets boxes and value, but trying to find a Billy Wagner card and no one had one. And we're oh. like, we buy a baseball and have him sign it? No, and we just couldn't find it. So the, the free autograph went unused. So, yeah. you know what I mean? But it's a cool, like, step in the right direction. Exactly. The promoters are trying, you know, um, which is a good direction, basically. And I also like this week's uh, Hofstra show because they brought R.J. Barrett, you know. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, it's most of the time they, you know, no knock to the all Hall of Famers, but if you keep bringing the same guys, you know, the younger kids don't even know who they are. Barrett was a draw, right? People and Eli Manning yeah. was there, right? Yeah, Eli Manning. So the funny part, I, I actually uh, got a Barrett too. So I don't usually do those things, but uh, I, I like I have a obsession with like nicknames and stuff. Okay. So I asked him to sign his nickname, and I research and I. What's his nickname? Maple Mamba. The Maple Mamba. Okay. So he's he's Canadian and Damn. he loves Kobe. And I'm I did a little bit, a bit more research later and I found out he retired that because you know Kobe passed, which is mm-hmm. his idol. But uh he still signed it and you don't see a lot of them. So right, it's so a piece me, I'm gonna display in my office. But one good thing, I mean, Barrett and Eli being there, one good thing from each show, one thing, if you were in charge, what you'd improve from like Vegas and from Hofstra. And then let's talk about Chantilly coming up and some other stuff that might be on your horizon. Um, A little bit more like probably giveaway for kids. Some sort of, like you said, you know, like Union Market did, like some sort of pack. I could coordinate with dealers. And it's not just the, you know, the promoter doing it. Mm-hmm. Work with dealers, you know, put some, and a scavenger in each dealer booth that participate, you know, and stuff like that. So they grow, go around different areas. Like so, yeah. And that's one. And I know people like don't like this idea, but it's so huge in Comic Con right now is the food truck. Okay. There was a people don't, some people don't like it, but you know, you don't, it's, it's like in Hofstra, there's only one type of food. Some, some facility might not allow it, but it's like, you put a food truck in there. It doesn't cost you money. You just ask them to come there and the people don't have to leave the facility and some right. of them leave might not come back anymore. Okay. I mean, it's a valid so, point, right? For dealers. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the suggestions that I had, and I know we have people who, who, you know, who run shows, people who promote shows, who listen to this, a lot of them. I suggested sort of like a um, because look, there are people you have your show list of who's going to be there. There are dealers who have been with you for years at these shows, right? I mean, you've been Mm -hmm. doing the show for a long time. You know, you just Chantilly, you do all these shows. Like they should have, I'll call like the Knights of the Roundtable. They should have sort of like a, a you know a board meeting. Of just the, of the dealers, like top five dealers, six dealers, however it is, you know, invite some dealers who are at the show because they can give you feedback you might not be seeing yourself. You know what I mean? And, and also, these are the people you want to help, you want to keep happy. And, you know, maybe they're not thinking about doing a scavenger hunt. Maybe they don't want to impose that on dealers. Maybe the thought process for someone who's, you know, doing a show is, all right, Sharon's paying her money. What I 
get as much traffic in there as I can. I don't want to bother her with a scavenger hunt. I don't want to bother mm. her with extra stuff. But maybe if you and three or four other dealers, or maybe all of the auction houses got together and, you know, they, they had like, I don't know, find this at, at a, you know, you stop at this table and find like a yep. map. I don't, you know, I mean, but there are enough kids that you keep them entertained. You, oh, know? Definitely. I like yeah. run, you know, run up a little bit and, you know, run around in the whole, maybe just do it in one section or, yep. you know, um, Hofstra had a trade night at one of the shows this year. I don't think they had it at this one either. They but did. I actually didn't know that they didn't have it uh, this weekend. So there were kids that was asking me if there's a trade show. I didn't know that they didn't have it. But I know they had it uh, on the White Plains show. Yeah, I mean, it's one so, of those things where, like, you know, uh, uh, you know, you have one of these, you know, round tables, like executive committee or whatever you want to call it, of, of, of a board of dealers. Somebody might volunteer to do it each time. You know, and kind of host it. You know, one dealer this time, one yeah. dealer that time. You know, it's almost like you know, like family reunions, right? These cousins are gonna pay for the food this time. Those cousins got it next <laughs> year. These cousins will have it in their backyard with the pool. You know, I mean, these guys are gonna. Like get I always said, you know, it has to be a shared movement, basically. You know, uh, yeah. that's one thing uh, in Las Vegas that I spoke to some of the women in the hobby. You know, if we can't, if one person can't do a podcast every few weeks you know it, it sh maybe should be shared you know yeah. maybe i would do it with sarah layton one one week the in two weeks uh uh hannah could do it with another with sam you know it sh there's tons of women that are willing to do it so we could do the same same principle with i i kind of proposed to uh jimmy and brian you know yeah it's like I mean, us talking to different promoters you know and stuff like that bring them on just just putting yourself out there basically I mean, I, listen, I love the idea. And obviously, there's the better communication, more teamwork, yep. you name it, is there. I know somebody like you and probably a, a bunch of other people would volunteer to to do that, give that feedback, you know, be a sounding board. Hey, this is what I saw at the show. Hey, this this would mm -hmm. bring people in. Hey, this would keep people here. This is what I saw yes. at Comic-Con. Because a lot of times there's not that, that you know, crossover. You were the only one. There's not a lot. Yeah. So you I'm sure Comic-Con did it. Yeah. This was what was positive. This is what kept the kids engaged. This is what they loved. Mm -hmm. Here was giveaways that were being done or here was this yep. or you know, i'm willing to do this this and this and i know these three other people who are on your show they'll do it too i mean so i, I know that the, you know you can you could do it you know as long as there's open communication and 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 um you know everybody works together cooperation vegas yep. i gotta ask you a question you were there i wasn't but i did see a lot of feedback and i don't want you to pay on anyone you got to keep obviously good relations with everybody who throws the shows then I, I don't i don't need you to say anything that gets you you know an email, email after this but like i heard john with the case in your new Black Jaded Wolf Uncaged show. You said some bad <laughs> things about my show. I don't need to get you in, in, in trouble. I know you you walked the line, but... Whatever I complained, I said, I said to the Vegas promoters. So. Okay, so, I mean, so we'll get there. So that's good. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you could share that with the, with, with the folks here then because then it's, it's mm -hmm. you know, it's something they already know. But just as an outsider watching the content coming out of that, it seemed like the biggest complaints I heard were that there wasn't a lot of foot traffic there. There wasn't a lot of like, you know, actual buyers that most of the deals going on were dealer to dealer. There wasn't a lot of deal flow. There wasn't a lot of, you know, people coming in looking to actually spend. And that, I mean, I saw some people actually come out and say, that's on the promoters. That's on the people putting on the show to get better, you know, communication, advertisement, you name it and bring them out there. Did you have any, you know, like the same similar kind of feedback? Did you, how did you, you know, find the Vegas show? Uh, definitely uh, not as much foot traffic. I mean, last year was a lot better. There was also not a lot of show last year, right. um, you know, when they, they did it. So there's not a lot of West Coast show. Now there's Dallas, Union City, you know, so some people might not even have to trip. And after two weeks, there's a Union City. Right. And after the, that following weekend of the summit was a Vegas show. 
Right. Yeah. So that to me was a little tough. I actually told a couple of my customers, yeah, come see me in the Vegas show, you know, and they booked it for the Vegas show, not the summit show. Not the summit. Yeah. Because they were they, there was some other. sort of, yeah, there was some sort of confusion. And one guy was kind of upset <laughs> because they really came to see me and they booked the flight. He was from San Diego and I wasn't there, you know, because he was, we were supposed to do some sort of right, deal. There was the summit and the summit had a show part of it. And then the following weekend, like days yes. later, there was a, a Vegas show. A Vegas time. show. So it was very confusing. And I addressed that to the promoter and they were they were a little surprised that the Vegas show kind of sneaked in and put the date because they put the date down apparently earlier. And, you know, so I think promoters just need to communicate a little bit better, you know, and stuff like that. Because yeah, at I the mean, end, it, it, it affects the whole hobby. It affects us. It affects the people that's coming there, you know, and it I just, I think it's the only good fatigue from the collectors, right? I mean, too many shows, you know, you know, you're not going to, it doesn't have that yeah. event kind of comic con thing to it. I mean, exactly. Really, like you, you're almost in a bad spot, right? Like, you, you, you know, if, if there's shows on the same weekend and you have loyalty to two show promoters, what are you, you know, what are you going to do? And you don't want to split up your inventory, split <laughs> up your staff. And you definitely don't want to go to the expense of having to go to two shows. Yep at the same time, the same weekend where you're probably not going to do as well. Cause you won't have all your inventory and all your people there. So, yep. I mean, yeah, I mean, part of this, I guess that's, that's my biggest dilemma right now, you know, so that's why I'm kind of putting it out there and, you know, just making things clear for people. If you're, you want to come to some East coast. So these are the shows I'm, I'm attending. These are some of the good shows that I'm going to, you know, that's why we're doing this. Well, you're mm -hmm. a draw. So tell me about one deal, one card, one trade, one one card that came into your table, maybe that you were like, wow, I'm gonna pick this one up. You know, something you don't expect to see at a show, or something you sold. I mean, you already have one with the Pokemon one for Comic Con, but something in the last three weeks where you know you you it wasn't something you expected, either going off the table or coming in. Wasn't expecting. There's some nice Pokemon that came in. It's not about the the money value right, but yep. it's some rare ones that are from other countries Ooh. like china japan rare ones psa some one of them you can't even find a com wow so well, that, that lets you be creative pricing yeah but you know you you so it's like you could be at a thousand or you could be at, it's such a big range you know uh it could be two thousand basically yeah andrew I and i were actually talking about that this morning with the pwcc mm -hmm. that range that one to five range is a really interesting yep. one because you know you put it up for auction it could sell for 1500 sell for three grand like it's very interesting right and, and that's big that's where i could lose money or, <laughs> or you know well. but that's all yeah but that's also the sweet spot a lot of people want to pay a thousand to two thousand hoping it could get to four thousand Right. Not there's less people right now buying five thousand, hoping it could get to ten thousand because it's 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 a big jump. It's such yeah. a big gamble. So yeah. I would rather buy five cards at a thousand dollar than one five thousand dollar card. And see what pays off. I like it. Any any big sales? Any big trades? Any big deals like that? Or just you know a whole bunch? You just do volume. Uh, well, <laughs> I do both. But uh, my biggest <laughs> sale this week that even uh, Adam messaged me. Adam Lefko let message uh -oh. me. Uh, I have three people message me like, did you really sell this card? Did the guy uh -oh. pay? Uh, I want card ladder to know uh, it, it is paid officially. Uh, my Hertz gold kaboom got sold. Wow. See, on eBay. eBay. Yeah. An eBay sale. Wow. Yeah, on eBay. Yeah. Jalen Hertz gold kaboom. And, you know, you sold it. It's a it. PSA 9. It was a $20,000. So... And yep. It's twenty five now. Now they beat Dallas last night. Well, the yeah. Owner, the new owner wants thirty five. The new owner. So it's always like that. Any team that gets close to six and zero, oh, 
Matt Ryan was the last one a few years ago and Kyler Murray a couple of years ago. That's the sweet spot that the market always takes a big jump, you know. So obviously Matt Ryan lost the game six, yep. uh, six game and Kyler obviously got injured. So, it didn't happen. so yesterday was the best situation for uh, Hurts, obviously. Yeah. And they so, won. Uh, listen, so I for that person who won, I said, so first for the person games, that won it. Did you really say that? See, yeah. I have proof because of a uh, sports card investor got me on the video. So people like messaging me, you know, and all that stuff. And when everybody was going for uh, Herbert and Borrow, you know, I told, dude, Hertz is like a tenth of the price of those guys. Yep. We so why not take gamble? You're going to lose not that much. They have a good team. I told people, you don't just buy quarterback tools, you buy team because football is a team game. I agree entirely. Go back. I mean, we <laughs> talked about the PWCC auction before the season. I said buy Hertz mm -hmm. in this auction with everybody else. And yep. also there's a post on my page that I said they'd be at least seven and two in the first nine games just because the schedule lined yep. up for that. And now, yes. you know, with you know, with Dak getting injured and with yeah. the Bucks not looking, they could be nine and oh, you know what I mean? And, and they could easily that. be that's what I've been telling people. They could easily be nine and oh. But like you said, if you look at the score yesterday, it's like upset weekend you know yeah, so yeah. you can't predict anything but in football football is nuts and they haven't really played a, a, a dominant team yet they haven't really played and they've had a couple of close ones that they pulled out in the end and you no know, we'll, we'll see what happens but i'm not well, completely sold on earth yet but i like to say <laughs> no 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 i'm not saying sold. it's it's more like the team the team defense is good you know uh so far he's making the the right decision mm -hmm. it's like he, i know his bi biggest criticism was uh Oh, can he read the blitz, yep. you know, and stuff like that. Yep. And so far he's reading right. Yeah. You know, it's, that's always been Vic's issue too. And Lamar's issue, you know, but he, so far he has, we're, we're not sure if it's going to, is it luck? Is it good? Is he, did he really improve? We don't know. We will see. Well, we hope it's not luck because then he'll just retire early if he's anything like luck, but and you're right though. They went out, scored 20 straight points and then the Cowboys scored 17 points and that after it was 2017, the Eagles got a drive, and you could see him making the right decisions. He was yes. reading the coverage. At one point, it was a third down, maybe five, four, and you could see it's a, a you know, they show blitz, but the, the yep. two middle linebackers dropped into coverage, leaving yep. the middle open, and instead he pulled it down. He ran it for yep. five yards. You, know, you take what the defense gives you. I, I'm, I've actually been a little more impressed by him than I mm -hmm. thought I would be, um, but what you're, what you're talking about here is a great example of, you no, know, the market is not going up this year but there was an opportunity before this season to put your money in something that was a calculated risk based on the yep. team based on the player and to move it depending upon the window you were investing in your yes. window was you know usually that's six and oh you know that from your sweet spot you know that from your you know from the past you've seen it with matt ryan mm -hmm. people don't even think about matt ryan as somebody to invest in but you watched when matt ryan was going for six and all his car prices going mm -hmm. up same thing with kyler this is jalen mm -hmm. hurts Let's hope for the people who are buying Jalen Hurts cards that his cards don't fall into the same category as Matt Ryan's and no. or Kyler Murray's. <laughs> well, to protect yourself, sell some cover. So now you'll be everything you bought it's is profit. basically free. It goes through it. Yeah, I like it. It costs money. I mean, That's I'm going to, I have one more big card. Well, two more, but my, my black prison, the black, black prison, auto hurts, yeah. but it's almost paid for, you know? Listen, so, I love it, and I mean that might be nine and zero. Oh, that might be the time. Nine and zero. Oh, that might be the time to move. That. I, I'm see. very close. I'm, I'm I'm talking to Golden. They're texting me almost uh, the last two weeks if we should run it or not. <laughs> okay, maybe
episode, you'll have an update for us. So last thing, I've never been to the Chantilly show. And for the folks listening to this, um, you know, in the week leading up here to the Chantilly show this weekend, it's the, you know, Friday the 21st through Sunday the 23rd. I'll be there on the 22nd for the whole uh-huh. day and the whole show. I've never been. What what can I expect? What are you looking forward to? What is that show about? Like, what are, what are some of the good things about that show? So that if, if there's somebody listening to this or watching this and they're on the fence about, you know, going or not going, well, now you have to go to come see me and come see mm-hmm. Black Jay and Wolf. But more importantly, like, what what is something that, you know, that, that somebody who hasn't been to that show should be looking forward to, to you know, at that show that's different than others? So Chantilly is one of the best signing show. Mm-hmm. If you want to bring your kids, uh, experience uh, meeting the athlete, it's the best. I- I'm telling you, they have like a sick lineup. Ovechkin is signing first time. He doesn't usually sign. Um, and the interaction is just good with kids. And it's so a lot of the old shows have 90%, 70% vintage. You know, right. this is more like 60 40. It's still a lot of vintage. But there's a little bit more modern, and there's right. a tons of memorabilia too. So it's like a, a good balance. Like Tyson and Mike Vick, they got it all. <laughs> yes, right? they do, and they also obviously have the old Hall of Famers. We gotta get them signing. You know, Cal Ripken's so, there. I'm gonna ask him, you know, if 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 he doesn't like the fact that Billy has the more famous baseball card. Cal Ripken played three thousand straight games. Yeah, I know they do. The <laughs> <laughs> There's still people that are bringing that card to grade in right now, so so it's a good combination. Uh, but to me, it's also there's a lot of people that's from Atlanta, Virginia, New York, Philadelphia, Delaware that's coming into that show. So it, it's okay foot traffic. Uh, it's okay. It's a good show. It's a mix of different things. That's the only way I could explain that show. All right. Well, I mean, listen, the autograph stuff, I mean, I've seen that at Hofstra, but yeah, I mean, if you look at the lineup of, of CSA, it's it's amazing the amount of people mm-hmm. that they have, you know, signing at the show and some big names. And I, I mean, listen, I, I'm a kid from the 80s. Weird Science was one of my favorite movies. And they got the guys who played Anthony Anthony Michael Hall. Yep. Right? I mean, he's, he's coming in. I'm going to get a signature from him, I hope. We've they used cool. to have a Tinkerbell selling, uh, signing there, too. So, so mm-hmm. I mean, I, so that's I'm a good one. I'm looking forward and you to can that. get some good deals there too. So there um, are a couple of like repack people that goes there and buy, you know. So if they could buy, you guys could buy. <laughs> Everybody you know, could buy there. Repack mm-hmm. folks usually find bargains. So you find bargains, yep. you find me and Andrew. That doesn't happen a lot. Andrew and I in the same room. Some people start and with they have and they have a good trade night because blowout is literally a few miles away. We had Tyler Santiago on, and yep. he's hosting the mm-hmm. train night. He said the yep. pizza is, but it's free. Okay. So, well, you know. New York, we're, we're spoiled with New York good pizza, so. <laughs> so. That's it. Well, listen, guys, we hope you enjoyed this. An interesting format, just a conversation between, you know, Sharon and myself, Black Jaded Wolf Uncaged, our first episode. Let us know what you think, and if it's something you like, We'd love to continue to do this, come back in a couple of weeks, talk about what we did at the Chantilly show and give kind of a preview of, you know, has Sharon sold that last Jalen Hurts card? What is she moving into next? And maybe you'll get to know what she's buying when she's buying it, right? And maybe get kind of like a little advance on that, what she picked up at the show, you know, where her head's at and kind of, you know, to me, I think this is important because the shows are another aspect of, of, of the hobby that don't get talked about enough. They are for some kids, for some people, their first foray into you know the hobby. And if we do the right thing at the shows, we might get people who will stay in the hobby and make this something that you know that that they stay in for years to come. And that's kind of the goal, right? Yep. That that's the overall goal. So there we go. Thanks, Sharon. I'll talk to you Thank soon. You.
Thank you all for listening to another episode of Lucas, Tigers, and Bronzo Mai. I wanted to tell you about a new service that we have starting as of today, and I'm really, really excited to bring it to you guys. So as a part of our partnership with SGC, we got 50 free submissions every single month, and many of you have taken advantage of that. And it's amazing that we could have the opportunity to 650 episodes, 675 episodes in, to go ahead and give back to our community. As people were sending those cards in, they asked, can we send five, 10, 20 more cards to you guys? We'll pay for it, but we wanted them graded with SGC. You guys know SGC is turning cards around in 13 to 14 business days, uh, have incredible customer service, and their secondary market values are going up day after day after day. And that's exciting for the hobby and exciting for the grading landscape. So we didn't want to just rush into it. We wanted to do it right. And what we did was I relocated here to Boca Raton, Florida. I opened up a P.O. box maybe five minutes away from SGC. And I will be hand delivering and hand picking up the cards. So you don't have to worry about anyone else touching your cards. It will be me. And I will update you every step of the way. So here's how it's going to work. I'm going to personally pick up the cards from a P.O. box, prep them, new card saver, new penny sleeve, and deliver them to SGC every single Tuesday. Why Tuesday? Well, it lets the stragglers over the weekend come back through on Monday and gives me a day to prep. And it basically gives SGC the entire week to work on grading those cards. Once your cards pop, only then at the end of the process will you be paying for the service. It's $25 per card. Simple as that. And the turnaround times have never been faster. We're hearing right now 13, 14, less than 20 business days. So there it is. 9170 Glades Road, number 135 is the P.O. Box in Boca Raton, Florida, 33434. 9170 Glades Road, number 135, Boca Raton, Florida, 33434. Of course, you could shoot me an email or shoot me a text anytime, and I'm always available. Many of you already have my email. It's Goldberg at gmail.com or my cell phone number 215-519-9154. Reach out with any questions. I could walk you through the process. I've hopped on the call with quite a few of you and I'm happy to do that. Love you, Luca Nation.